The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. All right, it's time for Cowboys Storyline. I'm Nick Eatman, and let's get it rolling here on this Wednesday, October the 11th here at the Star. Of course, I say it's Wednesday, you know, these weird weeks where they have a Monday night game. You know, they're going to try to tell you it's not a Wednesday. I don't even know what today really is. It's kind of the bonus day. Wednesday is kind of the bonus day for them. Uh, uh, they'll start tomorrow will be like a Wednesday and then a Thursday and then so on, getting into uh, uh, Monday night, which, you know, in their mind, they try to keep it on schedule. So this is sort of your your extra day. Uh, they'll, they'll come in, and I know they're going to review the tape today. Um, Mike McCarthy was really adamant about in the, in the postgame uh, press conference after the game about uh, his views on – burning the tape or watching it and uh he um he, he he let it be known that now he watches the tape he thinks it's it's a bs uh to to paraphrase that uh for people that say we don't watch the tape we just burn it and we move on now he thinks there's things they can learn from and and and, and I, I agree with that i mean i always think everything's a learning experience and uh, you know and when you go back and look at that game you know everyone always says is it, is it never as bad as it as it seems or it's never as good as it seems too and and i agree with that and and you know i i, I think if they lined up and played again you know tomorrow I, I i still think the 49ers are are way better than the cowboys i'm not 42 to 10 better you know these games always take on a life of its own and, and i say that you know, with and I said it the other day, the Giants. I mean, it won't be that bad when they play again. It it it, it could be a lot closer. So that's just the way that f- things go. And 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 I think that you can learn from the tape, look at it, and go, hey, this this this. You know, these plays right here could have changed everything. I mean, you know, I think a penalty on uh, Donovan Wilson over the middle on um, on McCaffrey on third down. You know, the helmet to helmet is a bang bang play. I absolutely hate the rule. I mean, McCaffrey's not going to be in the NBA. Okay. McCaffrey's five, what, nine, 10? Who's not hitting him in the head? I mean, like that, that's just kind of the way that it goes. That's what, you know, people bump heads in every daycare in America. I mean, that, that's what happens. That's why you wear helmets. And so I think that was a really unfortunate call. Now, does it change the whole game? I mean, maybe. I mean, just from the standpoint of momentum is now swinging. The Cowboys could get a stop, get off the field. Maybe they can go tie the game. Obviously, it didn't happen. I'm just saying that, that you know, if, if you're looking at it and going, wow, we're this far behind the, the, the best team in the league, um, I think I think you can look at it and say, you know, a couple plays here and there and, and a lot of things are different. But that being said, the Cowboys are going to have to go and prove it, you know, this week against uh, the Chargers. And uh, a game that I think is one of the biggest ones of the season, probably the biggest game. This could really be the most telling game uh, of the entire year. All right, we'll get into uh, the questions here. We've got the calls, uh, 188-855-2297. You can send uh, text messages uh, as well. Uh, you know the number. Uh, hopefully you do. Um, it's not My paper's not up here. But um, anyways, we got somebody that has already been sending some text messages, so we've got that. Uh, Let's go to the calls, though. Let's start this thing off in uh, San Antonio with Al. Al, you're first up here on uh, Storyline. How you doing, Nick? I'm good, man. How are you? Hey, man, I love your show. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I really do. Hey, but I've been a fan since 1965. All right. And I tell you, bro, I don't know you know how you feel when you break up with a woman. 
That's the way I feel when the Cowboys lose. But uh, <laughs> I think they're going to come back. I know everybody's down on Dak, but I think he's going to bring us through. Yeah. We just got to we just got to keep the faith and keep, you know, it's, keep praying. That's a tough analogy there because, you know, the difference is and it's not always the case is that, you know, if you have a breakup with someone, they don't they don't just come back every Sunday. You know, uh, you know, I mean, sometimes they do. I mean, sometimes they do. And sometimes, you know, that, that's a whole other story right there. But I'm just saying the, the 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 best and the worst thing about being a fan is that you get to pick up and do it all over again. I mean, sometimes you don't want to. Sometimes yeah. you're just like, oh, man. But, but you know, that's what I love about it. It's just the cycle. It's the, yeah. it's the Monday morning. I'm burning all my cowboy stuff. Tuesday, mm-hmm. I I can't do this anymore. Dak, I just can't I I, I can't defend you anymore. Wednesday, yeah. it's like I don't care. Thursday, well, what time's the game? Friday is, you yeah. know what? You know what? We might have a chance. <laughs> Saturday is like, you know what? I feel good about this. And Sunday, where's my eye black? And where's my well, gear? And I'm gonna. That's the cycle of football. I love it and hate mm-hmm. it all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I think they're gonna come back and uh, you know Dak will go out and have a good game Monday night and. And everybody will love them again. Yeah. Um, not but, everybody. Uh, not everybody, but but some people yeah. will. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I enjoy your show. Thank and, you. Uh, and I'll talk with you later. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. All right. Good call. Um, we'll stick, stick down in there in the, in the southern Texas area. Darian in Houston. You're next up. San Antonio to Houston. Hey, what's going on? What's Nick? up, man? How are you? Hey man, doing doing all right today. Uh, man, I'm ready to turn the page this week on the Cowboys. Yep. Uh, for one main reason, it's now Chargers week. It's not a cry about the 49ers week. <laughs> and um, as I started reason, off the show talking about a play that could have changed the game. No, I get it. Let's go. Let's turn <laughs> the page. Actually, I didn't. I didn't hear the first the first oh. part of the show. I have to go back and listen. Nah, that's fine. Um, but. Um, didn't mean to take a shot at you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I agree. It is turn. It is turning the page. And what I'm trying to say by turning the page is, you know, what it's not as bad as you think. Yeah, that was a terrible game. It was one loss. You know, but every game, you you can do things a little bit better. You can learn from it. Is basically what I'm saying. They're they're gonna evaluate the tape and learn from it. There's things you can learn from, even though it was a very one sided uh, finish. No, I'm I'm hurting from this Sunday, and I'd rather just forget it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another reason I'm ready to look ahead is because uh, I'm flying to L.A. Monday morning for the game. All right. Um, and I know that's as close as it gets to a home game out there anywhere mm-hmm. on the road. But uh, any pro tips about SoFi Stadium that you have, or if you have a first, you know, away game story from when you went, maybe as a fan or as a as a reporter, that would be cool. Okay. Um, and then also just like looking ahead, this Chargers team's playing pretty well. The Chargers receivers all have receptions. That have have gone for over forty yards, and we know Herbert has a big arm. Yeah. You know our defense. Our defense has to be stout. Um, uh, injury wise, though, they they lost Mike Williams for a couple weeks. He's on IR, I believe. He's our number two receiver, and then Austin Eckler, the running back, missed two weeks ago with an ankle injury. Um, but I don't know if you saw this. He said he was ninety nine percent sure he would play this Monday night against the Cowboys. I don't yeah. know how they come up with these percentages. Oh yeah. Well, he was. He was, Thanks for the call, Darian. It's a lot of good stuff yeah. there. He he. Yeah, um, sure. You know he he was doubtful. Um, he was questionable going into the to the week, the last game against the Raiders. Then then he was doubtful. And then they, he just he did not play. But that was before the bye week. So that they that was you know the Raiders game. Then they had a bye week. So he was close to playing the Raiders game. I think the same could be said for uh, Joey Bosa. Is that who, is that the Bosa they got this week? Joey Bosa, yeah. Um, and he missed the last game, of course, 
Khalil Mack on the other side and only got six sacks in the game against the Raiders. So now they're going to get Bosa and Khalil Mack. Uh, and then, of course, like you said, Austin Eckler. Yeah, you know, you're right about the, the, the they throw the ball down the field. And here's another part of that. To get down the field, you have to hold it for a second. You have to hold the ball. You have to wait just a little bit and then get the guys down the field. That's kind of what the Cowboys want you to do as well. They want you to to be holding it so they can get their pass rush home. Um, so you can't have it both ways. You know, the 49ers like to get the ball out quick, and and, and they they had some some plays down the field too, intermediate throws. But but to throw it down the field, you do have to trust your blocking and, and hold it, and and that's where the Cowboys will will try to you know uh, capitalize as well. Uh, former, you said you asked about road games um you know road game stories for me i mean really my first road game ever in the regular season was the 99 game at washington i've talked about that before and i basically will just say that's my favorite game just because it was the first one on the road for me they were down 21 in the fourth quarter came back won it and you know it was that time where i was i was really young and i was still it was the end of the 90s but the early part of the 90s you know i was in high school i was a fan so to be able to see on the sideline aikman to irvin and emmett smith scoring and and rocket ismail with a touchdown i mean it was pretty cool uh game right there and so that's that will always be my favorite game um you know i, I think you know until Something better comes along, but we'll we'll see if that happens. He All wanted right. your pro tip for SoFi Stadium. Oh, tips for SoFi. Yeah, uh, or your or SoFi memory. Well, I, I, got I know, a, I know I got, what your SoFi memory is. I got a memory of SoFi. I mean, I, I was sitting in a suite by myself, and um, like the owner's suite in 2020. It was the first game of the season. I got to travel, and uh, and I'm sitting there, and it was the most eerie thing ever. I mean, this brand new stadium sounded like a Wednesday night JV football game where all you hear is like the echo from the other sideline. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. Um, just, just being there, just how weird it was, no fans, first game of the season. I dropped my phone. I look, you get it, you know, and I just hear the guy, the announcer say 37-yard pass to C.D. Lamb, you know, and you're like, what you know? I mean, usually you hear crowd and all that. That was just a really weird uh, experience there, um, and it was the first game uh, for SoFi Stadium. So that's the one. That, that's the one I remember from from SoFi. Uh, I played there a lot, though. I mean, for this will be the fourth time we've played at SoFi. It's a brand new stadium. Still seems brand new. Um, it's very beautiful. I mean, it's, it's it's got a lot of AT&T Stadium feel, but in a California kind of style, um, which. Is fitting because it's in LA. All right, uh, let's go to let's get a text question from Doug in Florida. He says, "What are your top three concerns for Monday? His are secondary versus their receivers, offensive line versus both Sun Mac, and scoring touchdowns in the red zone." Um, you know what? I mean, I have, I don't know if I've gone that far to rank them. I don't know if I ever do that, just ranking the concerns. But those these sound pretty good. I mean, um, you know, the, the Herbert and this offense is can. can can definitely hurt you in different ways down the field. They test you, so I, I think that's that's a really good one. The offensive line. I mean, to have Bosa and Mac and two two pass rushers on the outside. Now, you know they they've had some success running the ball as well. That's what they're going to need to do is really run the football and, and get more balanced. Uh, uh, they they did a really nice job last year against the Char two years ago. Sorry, against the Chargers, they ran right at Bosa. That was the game Terrence Steele was starting for his first time at the right tackle, I believe. For Lyle Collins was suspended, and what's Terrence Steele going to do? And he had a great game. 
uh, and he really took it too. You saw the physicalness uh, for him. So so let's see if if they could maybe get more balanced to run the ball, and then of course if they could do that, scoring in the touchdowns of the red zone would definitely help. All right, back to the phones. Let's go, uh, Troy in Virginia Beach. Troy, what's up? Nick, hey, what's up, Nick? Good what? to talk to you, man. You too, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, hey, I wanted to, to chime in. I think Steve said it yesterday just on how, you know, long of a season it really is, you know, to yeah. uh, how the roller coaster ride goes up and down. It just takes one bad ball to um, change the season or, you know, get right. to the big dance. But, um, yeah, I just want to say that to keep your, your hopes up, Cowboys fans. And uh, also a question. So Dak hurt his hand Sunday. Do you think that played into a factor? No one's really talking about that. Um, I think when I saw it on TV, it was it looked swollen. So yeah, I mean, uh, I think so. I mean, I think yeah, I, I think I'm I'm. It doesn't help. I mean, it, it, I'm sure it, it doesn't. You know, it's not the reason that they lost or whatever. I think that they were ha- having a lot of problems beforehand. Uh, as he pointed out, yeah. he, he threw a touchdown afterwards. It was one of his best throws of the okay. night. So, right, you know, yeah. the, he was still throwing the ball around. I, it probably wasn't comfortable for him. It might have been worse, especially with swelling. It might have been worse the next day. Uh, so it's something to monitor. But I, I don't – I haven't heard that it's this, that big of an issue. True. Okay, cool, man. Just want to throw that in there. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, keep up the good work, man. Love the show. Appreciate Thanks. it. Thank you, Troy. Looks like he's at work or something like that. So here's some buttons uh, going maybe in his car. Um, oh, it says he's a uh, I guess Chris just let me know UPS driver listens to you on the show so he was you know was probably typing in in you know, GPS or something like that cool all right love it I love it man that's uh, it, it's so awesome and I didn't say this the other day but man one of the <laughs> one of the coolest moments we've had here is when the uh, the guy from North Carolina maybe Josh was his name uh, from North Carolina the teacher called in the middle of class that was that was pretty neat uh, there. Um, but yeah, this is it's always always good to hear from uh, new people as well. All right, let's go to the next phone line. I'll call uh, Andrew in Colorado Springs. Andrew, what's up? Hey, good morning, Nick. How you doing, man? Good morning. How are you? Good, good. Thanks. Hey, so um, you mentioned it a couple calls before this. I completely agree. We got to get back to the run. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they mentioned it on um, the, the show this morning too. Is talking Cowboys is that we're the ninth rated team for running like. And then it obviously begs the question in hindsight, why did we get away from it against San Francisco? Like, yeah, the game got a little out of hand, you know, and all that. But, but you know, we got to do what our strength is, and that's run the ball because we're all healthy up front with yeah. the offensive line right now too. So, And I think in turn, what's the best thing that Dak does? Play action, right? And that's CD over the top. That's right. Cooks over the top, whatever. So You got to run. Uh, yeah, you're right. You can't do play action if you're not running it. So, yeah, exactly. you, yeah you're right. Yeah, and then um, just a quick thing. Um, I was at the uh, Cowboys-Chargers game in 2021 at SoFi. That game that uh, Micah basically established himself as a, as a pass rusher, you know, mm-hmm. with that long sack uh, against Herbert and all that. I'm hoping, I don't, I'm not going to call it, but I'm hoping that he kind of reverts back to what we thought he was, an off-ball linebacker. Right. You know, now that we need him um, in that regard. And still able to rush a passer in instances, but... Um, also, your thoughts on Rashawn Evans? He's in, uh, coming in this morning with uh, the team, so I'll hang up. Thanks, man. Yeah, 
Don't know much about. Thanks for the call. I don't know much about Rashawn Evans. Uh, again, I, I'd kind of heard that just a few minutes before the show started, so I haven't really kind of looked that up. I know it's a, it's a former first round pick, from what I hear. Uh, you guys probably know more than me about that. I, I really, I mean, I, I heard it and uh, just kind of got got prepared for the show. Um, you know, obviously anybody that can come in and and help at the position. I mean, I know that this team loves. First round picks, former first round picks, you know, just kind of hoping that maybe, you know, whatever, whatever that you know, they did to kind of, you know, show out on tape and, and, and you know, get drafted uh, those those attributes, those skills can uh can still be you know dusted off a little bit and 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 used here they they have at at one point this year they had 13 first round picks on the roster um or or practice squad so that's you know this could add to the list now he would be replacing uh Leighton Vander as she was expected to go on injured reserve he's another first round pick of course um going back to the run you know it like we said before i mean like I, they got beat they got they got destroyed in the game. It's not just about one play, two plays. I wrote an article about five plays. There was a lot of plays that they needed to go right. But the fumble from Tony Pollard, I mean, you know, that was a that was a decent run around the around the left edge. I mean, he kind of hit the hole, and, and I mean, I mean, he kind of hit, uh, hit a, a gear, got to the outside, and got to the sideline, and was you know had the ball moved in his left hand. He he did it all right. And then it got knocked out. And not only did it get knocked out, I mean, that ball, that, that had eyes on it. I mean, like, you know, there's a cliche, well, the ball just didn't bounce their way. Well, it, it just didn't. I mean, that's that's unbelievable to, for that thing to stay in bounce like that. I mean, you 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 do that and you get it punched out on that, that sideline, it's going to go out 25 times out of 26. But didn't. It didn't right then. And and that's just kind of indicative of how the game went. But my point is, is that you know that it was a it was a decent run around the side, and 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 that's you know something that could kind of open up their defense a little bit. Unfortunately for the Cowboys, it, it not only did it end up in a fumble, but one that just stayed miraculously stayed there. Now the 49ers did not score off of that. They um they did not. They they got the Cowboys that ended up getting a fumble in the next drive, but didn't do anything. Had to punt short field, and they did a trick play touchdown or. Um, you know, and then from then on, it was it was uphill. All right, let's go to uh, Jeff in Upper Marlboro, Maryland. Jeff, <laughs> how you doing, Nick? Good man. How are you? I'm great, great. I was glad I could meet you oh, while yeah. I was down there. Yeah, I saw you the other day out there. Yeah, <laughs> yes, good sir. seeing you. Yeah, man, really good. So, all right, so let's talk about let's talk about where we really are with these guys, and. Um, I'll try not to go too spiritual, but everybody loves a good comeback story, right? Mm -hmm. And we know, we know that when each one of the players can play at their highest level of skill, they can beat anybody. And the most disappointing thing about this game last week was they seem to be playing at their lowest level of skill. So if, if, now, I'm going to make this appeal to people that believe that prayer does something. If you can remember what happened with Hamlin at the beginning of the year, dead on the field, and people prayed everywhere because they didn't know what else to do. And it was a statement that God says, you know, I'm involved in a lot more things than you think I am. And uh, a stupid prayer would be pray that God help the Cowboys to always win. That'd be stupid. But a wise prayer would be God 
help these guys to perform at their peak level of efficiency because every player wants to do that. And as you know, many of the players have faith that God can do that. So we need to help them and specifically exercise these demons that come out of the 49ers effect. And if they can get past that 49er mentality that's stuck in their mind that they lost, if they can get past everybody else some kind of way or be competitive with some help in prayer, watch what happens. Just remember what happened on the field with DeMar Hamlin. That's all I wanted to say, man. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for the call. And, you know, obviously everyone, you know, everyone has a, has their, their own uh, perspective there. Uh, I believe in that. I believe in, in the power of prayer. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that everyone does, but, but um, you know, especially in, in their own way and doing it the wise way, like, like uh, Jeff said, um, because you got to remember, you know, they – there's there's two sides to to the to everybody. I mean, two sides to to the field, two sides to to the to the ball. You know, both teams are out there playing, and, and you know, and I think that's something that, and I'm gonna kind of go off on a different uh, tangent here, but you know, I think a lot of fans that have never played football, especially at the NFL level, they don't really understand the mindset of these these guys that go out there, and when they see a Demar Hamlin situation. Uh, one of the scariest things that's ever happened on the field. When they see that kind of stuff, it's a reminder of every single play of how dangerous the sport is and how things can change in a second. And so when the game is over, even though the fans are upset, they're they're throwing their jerseys off and burning them or whatever, mad about the you know the, this team, the players kind of have a different mindset. The game's over. Yeah, they're upset by the loss or whatever, but you don't always see it the same way. Um, you know, that's why they do, you know, the jersey swap and, and, and they laugh and joke on the sideline or in the middle of the field. And it bothers a lot of people. I mean, but but I just you have to remember the players are, have a different kind of mindset when it comes to that. So, all right, let's go to the calls. Ronnie in New Jersey. Ronnie. Hey, good morning, Nick. Good morning. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, Nick, uh, going back to this game, um, who do you hang – the blame on more the players or the coaching staff because honestly i think the players they seem like they were ready for this game but when it came to the coaching we got out coached i mean yeah. the, the game plan this guy had from from the 49ers it was a great game plan and all we talked about was about the great coaching we had and we didn't see no in-game adjustments, and that's what we thought we were going to get when we had McCarthy calling uh, the the offense now. And according and going to McCarthy, wasn't it always said that if you're going to be calling the plays, you got to be installing the plays? But he has an offensive coordinator installing the plays, and then he's calling the game. Wasn't that the reason uh, Jason Garrett had issues? Uh, I'll hang up and listen. All right, Thanks, Nick. Um, you know everybody does it differently. I mean, McCarthy is—he uh, does have uh, Brian Schottenheimer as the offensive coordinator. There's some people that think think that's kind of more of a of a title. I mean, I mean the the play caller 
is the one that obviously he, you know, Mike's calling the plays, but but they do work hand in hand, from my understanding, about you know installing the plays and just kind of organizing uh, what the game plan is going to be. I know Mike. It's not like he just comes in on Sunday and said, "All right, what are we what are we working with here? We're gonna do this." Okay, cool. I I mean I I don't think that's the case. I'd like to think he's a lot more hands on than that. Um, but who you know putting the the blame on the coach and the players. I mean, it's it's both. It, it is both, and that's not a cop out answer. Nobody did well. I mean, the players got to go out and execute, and they didn't. They didn't. They couldn't block. They you know they couldn't block these guys up front. They were getting you know knocked off the ball. I mean, you can't tell me that that every single one was just them not being prepared. They they got they got outplayed as well, and you know Mike Mike Parsons went out and said, you know, he, he's, he's been pretty vocal about, about his, you know, where he, he stands on things and, and kind of said that he, he gave a lot of credit to, to Kyle Shanahan for having them, them prepared. And, you know, if you could look at it and think maybe that was a shot or whatever. But, you know, I look at it and say if McCarthy would have said, hey, we got outplayed, I don't know if that's a shot at the players. I think they got out coached. I think they got outplayed. I think they got out hit. I think they got out, out uh, physical. I think – you know the the mindset was was better for the 49ers. I mean they they were they were jacked up for the game too, but they played they they used it to help them. Um, so any any way you slice it, I mean if you want to blame anything, you would be right in this one. So that's just that's kind of the way it went down. All right, um, all right, let's go to the next caller. We got Steve in New Jersey. Steve, what's up? Hey Nick, love you on the break, man. Thank you. Not here uh, anymore, listen, not there anymore, but yeah I, know. yeah. I know, you did a great job. Nick, I'm going to bring some negativity to the show and reality in my sense. I've been a Cowboy fan forever. I'm 55. Um, when I listen to the shows, Nick, and I hear Jesse, Brian, you know, Barry, all these guys saying that Dak has problems, you know, reading coverages, that's troublesome for me. You know, as when when Dak's going into his it's his eighth year already. If this was you know, if this was Justin Fields, I wouldn't mind. He's only been in the league two or three years. Dak's been this is eight years for now, and he's always doing the same thing. You know, they they brand new offense around him. Everything is always Dak friendly, and Dak always seems to just I don't know put him in and make bad throws. I, I don't know, Nick. I don't think yeah. it's everything there, and we're only fooling ourselves. If we think he's going to get better, and it's, and it's going to kill us, you know, uh, when this guy's making sixty, sixty-five million a year, because he's not that good, Nick, to make other people better like Jerry thinks he is. Okay, I mean that's uh, thanks for the call. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not. You're obviously, you know, your opinion is is right. I, I, I said that yesterday. I said that. I'll say that every day. Your opinion is right. Um, you know, I, I think I think there's something to be said for the fact. I mean, there, there's. His play can can be worrisome. I mean, that's the let's just call it what it is. I mean, he's he's and and, and he stands up there and says the same thing. I got to be better. Well, then well, then then let's be better. I mean, that's that's what it is. I mean, and um, I I get it. I get the frustration. I get it because you do look at the game and see the throws that the other guys making, and you think. That's not something that the Cowboys are doing. They they don't have that. They don't have that guy. Purdy made a lot of throws, 19 yards, 20, 22 yards over the middle and over the over the linebacker, but under the safety. 
It's not an easy throw. It's not an easy, easy, you know, play to make. Um, you have to trust a lot of things. You have to trust your arm. You have to trust that the blocking's there. You have to trust the receivers making the right route, and 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 you got to be on on the same page. And and so that's where I think the 49ers had a big advantage on just being on the same page with their guys and their offense. Obviously, this is not a new system for them, but but yeah, I mean. Dak has has got to be has got to be better than this. And if he's not going to be, then that's something the Cowboys have to figure out. I mean, after eight years, you know, it it you you say it is what it is. It's never going to be better. You could go. I've heard plenty of quarterbacks say that that that's not the case. They they will they will say that things changed in their their career to get them better. I mean, Romo says it. I mean, Romo was nine years into the league and said he kind of figured things out from a throwing motion and things like that. And that's why, you know, his injury was really tough on him because, you know, he kind of felt like he was he was kind of getting into the into the, the, the mode where he understood things way, way differently. Um, I know Breeze, Brady, those guys, you know, they, they, they've found things in their career to kind of help them and, and, and extend things. So I don't believe that it's a situation where you're eight years in and, and you're just not going to get better. I, I don't believe that. But, but uh, also you want to see it, though. You want to see these guys getting better. So it, the Cowboys are in a tough situation. I mean, they, they're going to be here, I think, next, next season, next offseason, have, have to figure out this is the guy that they love. Uh, he's a you know leader, um, and and are they uh, can they get enough guys around him to help him? And as it stands right now, it's 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 just uh, you know it didn't work the other night. It's a three and two football team, uh, but you know I'm not going to sit here and, and say let's let's make decisions for the off season because um, the narrative's going to change in about five days. It, it'll change next or you know whatever next Tuesday, we'll probably be talking about something different. So that's why I just to just to sit here and say, well, that was, you know, this is what the season is. I just don't I just don't think that's accurate because it's not it's going to change. All right, we're gonna take a break. Let's take a break here, Cowboy Storyline. We'll be right back with more calls and text messages. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say, give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks girl, better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper 
is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back, back to Cowboys Storylines. All right, welcome back to Storyline. We've got more questions here, questions from the text line. Got a couple of calls on the line, too, we'll get to. Let's start with the text. Uh, Paul from Vancouver, he says, uh, with the injury to C.J. Goodwin, um, do you anticipate Nishan Wright being active, and could that lead to more Deron uh, Bland in the slot? I think Deron Bland and Jordan Lewis will both. I mean, I don't know if that injury Goodwin doesn't really play corner. I mean, uh, doesn't doesn't affect that. Now, if you're saying the Sean Wright being active, he's got to be off of the injured reserve, which I believe he he can do that now. Um, he um, it's been this is what week six. So yeah, I mean he's he's eligible to do that. Um, that would be you know he'd probably be a, a special teams guy. Uh, he'll play. He could play some on defense. They're going to have uh, Igbenogany uh, is also going to get you know a lot of reps at corner. So I think Nashawn Wright maybe could could have a spot on the roster and um, and help with special teams. And then of course just be another guy. Uh, I mean that would give him more cornerback depth depth because they don't play good one at, at corner. So I'd have more game day depth at the position, which is, which is good too, but it's going to be tough to replace CJ Goodwin at, at, you know, and on special teams for the things that, that he does. So that, 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 you know, that won't be easy there. All right. Um, another text question. This is just from no name, but the 609 area code says, do you think the pass routes need to be deeper? I think the three yard routes are killing this offense. I wish they would work the middle of the field, eight to 15 yard range. I think that's kind of what the last caller was sort of talking about, or or I did. I, I mentioned it just about his frustrations with Dak. Those are the type of throws, you know, you need to be reading the defense um, much better when you're making those kind of throws. But I think that's that's what is hurting this team right now is is the fact that they don't have the receivers. They don't have the the Dolphins receivers where where they, these guys are just running track. You know, like like they don't have that kind of stuff. They got speed, but I don't know if they have this elusive playmakers that can take two to three yard screens or the the bubbles and and all that, and then make go make guys you know miss in the open field. They don't really have that type of player. So the ball definitely needs to go down the field um, a little bit more. And they're just not balanced. They're, they're not balanced. When you don't run the football, it's going to be tough to throw it as well. So they have to figure out some balance here. Uh, I think, you know, I think Daddle, Rico Daddle needs to, needs to have a little bit more uh, in the, in the running game. I, I just think they have to lessen the load for Pollard. Let's try it differently because Pollard has never been this guy. And, and I think that he needs a little, he just needs, to, to have, you know, run in spurts a little bit more than what we're seeing. So, you know, at this point, you just got to try different things. You know, you, you, when you ask someone to do something they haven't done before and then it's not working out that great, I think it's not too too early to say, let's let's alter the plan just a little bit. I think Rico Dowdle could get a few more uh, carries. And, then, you know, every time he's run the ball, he seems to run it with efficiency. All right, uh, on the phone lines, John and Akron. John, you're up. 
Good morning, Nick. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I have a, my question is, do, do, do the coaches watch other teams' coaches? We have a problem getting the guys open. The guy like the guys from the Rams, the guy new rookie, he didn't cut 500 yards of a passes. Cup come back, just came back off IR. He caught a dozen passes over 100 yards. Do they ever watch to see how these guys get open? Do they ever, like, kind of copy these guys or anything? We see they do the same thing over and over. Everybody else can get open, all kind of innovative plays. None of our guys, we do the same thing. How do these guys get open? Yeah. Ever watch them? I, I, I'm sure. Yes, I mean, yeah. Everybody watches the the league. They have scouts. Uh, there's scouts that watch every team. Uh, they have scouts that are appointed to every team. So yeah, I mean, they're, they're definitely watching other teams and giving reports. Now, how how much they're they're using it? Um, you know that that can that goes. Um, I don't have the answer for that. Um, but it is a copycat league. I mean, we, we saw it the other day. I mean, the I mean, Cowboys are, are you know they they do take a seem to take longer than other teams to, to start copying stuff. I mean, I, I know there was a point where everybody in the league was running rub routes and 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 things like that picks. Um, and, and the Cowboys finally, you know, finally decided to, to do that a little bit. They haven't done it that much lately. But yeah, I mean, you know, it, it also comes down to the players too. I mean, you you they drafted. That offense, like like on the Rams, you know they they acquire route runners. That's that has to happen in their in their system, um, you know, and that's what Cooper Cup does so well. I think, I think the player you're talking about is Akua. Um, you know he's he's been he's been outstanding as a rookie, but it it does it, you know they they do have really good crisp route runners that help with that. But I, I mean yes they they've got to they've got to figure this out. Then I mean, that's what the that's what the next two two three weeks are this game, and then of course you get the bye. They have to figure out ways to get these guys open. That's just that's plain and simple. With and I don't care if it's stealing other other teams' plays or whatever. They have to figure this out. Brian Schottenheimer and, and Mike McCarthy together. They've been coaching in this league for you know almost fifty years combined. They've been in a lot of different systems. Brian Schottenheimer's been on like twelve teams. It seems like he's been in a lot of offenses. He's got to be able to help figure this out, and and McCarthy as well. So that that's that's got to happen. All right, uh, Rob in Vegas is next. Rob, what's up? Hey, Nick. How you doing? You know, the league talks about parity, but parity doesn't really exist in the NFL because at the end of the day, if you don't have a top ten quarterback, you can't win a Super Bowl. You look the last twenty years, who was winning? Mahomes, obviously Brady, and unfortunately. Dak isn't top ten anymore. I think I got him like at thirteenth. I mean, he's been he's been passed. He's not the best quarterback in our division. Hurts is, so we we lost that advantage. And I think they thought, well, this defense is going to be so good that our offense doesn't have to be as good. That's almost impossible in in today's NFL with with the way the rules are set up. If you're not score, if your offense without getting turnovers. Let's not count turnovers. Let's not count punt returns. If your offense cannot score at least 23 points by itself, it's hard to win in this league because the teams with good quarterbacks are going to put up 28 to 30. And I, I think Monday is going to be a tough game because I think Herbert is just way better than Dak Prescott. I think the, the, the quarterback gap, used to be tight with us. We used to always have Dak was the best quarterback before Hurts. He was the best quarterback in the NFC East. 
so we can lean on that. We can't lean on it anymore. So we're not getting any help from him, and he's regressed. I hate that we put it all on him, but let's be honest, most position, it's the most important position on the team. And they decided to make him a drop-back quarterback. They took away what he was best at, and that was using his legs combined with the arm. And I don't know why they did that. I don't know if it's because once they wrote that big check, they said, well, we don't want this guy to get hurt. Mm-hmm. But they need to go back to that. You need to call plays that doesn't give him the option. Because you, we see it. He was doing – I think you may even talk about – he was faking the ball like he was going to do an RPO. He never held it once. So the 49ers like, this guy's not going to run. And he does it all the time where you, he fakes the RPO, but he never actually keeps it. So I yeah, think they yeah, need he's... to take that option out and say, no, 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 here's the play call. It's a run. It's a quarterback draw. It's whatever to get him going because he's just not good as a as strictly a passer, and especially in this offense. Yeah. They're making him now trying to be read defenses, never his strength. He doesn't have a great arm. He's not very accurate. Can he get better like you were saying? Sure. But here's the problem. They don't have time for him to get better. Right. You're in your prime right now with Micah, CD. You're, you, you got your young but you're old in certain positions. This is the time. Last year was the time. This year's the time. By the time he figures it out, unfortunately, like Romo, by the time Romo figured it out, his body said, I'm done. Yeah. So you got to strike now. And I, I just think this, this is probably or should be the last year with Dak because you see what Brock Purdy does at $800,000. We've seen what – I forgot something I was reading yesterday – the only quarterback that won with a max contract, a Super Bowl, was Mahomes in the last, like, 15 years. Everybody else was on a rookie deal. So you got to get – I mean, uh, get to the Super Bowl. You got to – Right. You just made you your gotta, own point. You know, and like, like I, I agree with you, but you just said – you know, when you said earlier about nobody's making top 10, uh, you know, none of these, you know, teams are making it to the Super Bowl unless they have a top 10 quarterback – but it, I think it goes the other way. I think you go to the Super Bowl, you become a top ten quarterback. I think I think you get viewed in that in that regard because your team is in the Super Bowl, and whether or not you're the reason for it or not, the only ex, you know probably uh, exemption from that would be Garoppolo a few years ago when he got in. But I mean, I mean, I think you know the Eagles are, are really good, and Hertz is a, is a reason for that. Hertz is now all of a sudden up there because. They've gone to the Super Bowl, and and so you get viewed that way. I mean, this team can ride the defense if they can figure this out and get hot, win some games. You know, if they if they beat the 49ers last year in the playoffs and they get to the championship game, and and who knows if they win. I mean, then, then Dak's a top-five quarterback, just like that, and he hasn't changed anything. But I just think it's a perception deal. So, um, no, he hasn't gotten there, so he gets moved down. Um, players that, you know, Burrow – they got their so he's he's now top five, right or wrong. But that's that's kind of the way it is. So let's don't act like they get rated and then they go perform. They go perform and then they get rated. You you I, you go you ask Nick Harris who who used to work at, at rivals and, and recruiting and I guarantee you I guarantee you when you talk to a player and it's a, maybe a three star and he's got Nick Saban on the phone who wants him. 
he probably becomes a four-star or a five-star pretty quick. That's sort of the way that, that it goes. So I get what you're saying, though. Kind of went off on, on a tangent on that. But, but yeah, I mean, Dak's got to be a football player again. That's what has to happen. I'm, I've said it a thousand times, but he's got to. they got to make him a football player. And if that means he needs to run more than he needs to run, because he's got to be that guy. He's got to go out there and be a player that runs the ball, not afraid, not afraid to die for it and, and go make plays. Just let it loose. That's that's the only thing he can do. That's the way. That's what got him here in college. That's what got him, you know, to to having success. He's got to be that guy. And if they're gonna have him stand back there, or if he's gonna stand himself back there and try to throw passes, they'll be limited in what they do, what they throw, because that's not him. It, that that's never been him. He's he's a guy that that has to get on the move. He has to be diving for first downs, sliding, whatever it takes. Go. Can't worry about anything that's happened in the past. He's got to go play football. Once he does that, gets the rhythm going, I think he becomes a better passer. I think he passes the ball on the run. I think his confidence is a lot better. I think the receivers have more confidence in him. But it's got to start with the mindset of you got to go let it hang and you got to go win. You, you, you got to go play. He's got to be that guy again. And then and if that happens, then I think this team will rally around him a lot more. But, but right now, he can't just stand in the pocket and make throws um, because that's, like everyone is saying, that's not his strength. All right, Ed in Louisiana is next. Hello, how you doing? Hey, good. How are you? I'm doing good. Got a big game coming up. Yep. If we can get to four and two, then we're probably about where most people thought we would be at the bar. Still got a shot at the division. You know, you still got positive stuff to look forward to. Three and three, we're probably in a dog fight to end the season to get in as a wild card. And um, but I think they're going to bounce back. I think they're going to be ready to go. Yeah. I yeah. Ed, I mean. Um, what do you think? Uh, what, what do you think has to happen? What's the one thing that has to happen for this team to get there? Just stay focused and disciplined. Stay together and just just play to their ability. I mean, they they got the talent. They just got to get out there and just do it. It's, and um, you can't listen to the outside noise. You just got to focus on the task at hand. And um, this week, you, you got to prepare for everything because Kellen's gonna be he gonna be dialed up. Yeah. He got plays probably in the summer. He's been drawing up. And he's probably going to have the first play of the game. You can write it down. Your favorite play, the flea flicker. He's going to call it. <laughs> if, if, if that happens, if that happens, they will lose. I, I'm going to tell you right now. If the, if the, I pre- thanks for the call, Ed. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank if, you, man. If, if, the, if the Chargers come out and do that kind of stuff, um, I think I think the, that they'll lose the game. I think they're going to lose anyways. Um, they've had they've had a couple of weeks though. That, I mean, I'm sure this this worked perfectly for for Kellen. You know, they, they they're getting guys back. They got two weeks uh, to 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 look at the Cowboys and, and look at you know what the 49ers did and and and, and try to you know try to dial up some some plays against them. But um, you know, I, I think I, this is this is the biggest game of the year. I mean, I'm sorry, there's no other way to slice it. This is the biggest game of the year for what we think the Cowboys can be. It's not must win. It doesn't. It's not do or die. If they don't win the game, they'll be three and three going into the bye, and they'll, they'll try to you know figure things out themselves and and try to you know scratch and claw and get back 
up there. But but I think for being the type of team that you want to be, you'd be four and two, four and two and three and three just seems very, very different, especially with the two weeks to think about it. So I think this is one of the biggest games in the regular season that Cowboys have had in a long time, bigger than the one last week, in, in my opinion, because of where you are and what you have to do. Now everyone's looking at each other kind of sideways, like 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 the last caller just said, you got to stay together. Easier said than done. Easier said than done. When, when you have certain things in the locker room being said, uh, you can just kind of tell the, the, of the of the tone. I did my thing. I did. You know, there's if that's being said in the locker room. I mean, if that's being said in front of the cameras, you 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 know that that stuff's going on in the locker room as well. This is where Mike McCarthy has done well. He's done well with rallying after a loss. And and that's that's you can't say that he he's not good at it um, because they're they're ten and one in their last eleven losses of the next week and they, they they come out and they play really good football that that needs to be eleven and one they have this is the biggest one that they've got to bounce back if not this could be a long season if they don't bounce back this week against the uh, the the Chargers then now we're gonna start looking at it going what well, what's what's the problem now you got two losses in a row you know now you know the offense that the coordinator that you let go now just beat you so it, it's a lot of pressure on this game there's pressure on both sides of, of, of the ball but um it's it's why they play it though it's gonna be a lot of fun all right Appreciate it. Thanks for all the calls. We got what? We got 10 calls here on their Wednesday. Um, thanks for Chris Beam running the board. I'm Nick Eatman. We will see you tomorrow on Cowboys Storyline. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!